interests in health and well-being with different perspectives to bring you a variety of tips and tricks for feeling your best and living a full, healthy life. Let's get started. Yay. Okay, cool. So we are here. I'm so excited to have you here. Courtney is my weekly savior. So on Tuesday nights, I get to hang out with her and um, do her guided breath work and visualization, which I've been loving, by the way. I loved visualiz visualization piece of it before we get into the breath work, which we can talk about because that was really cool last night when you did that. Um, I personally love breath work. I feel like it's changed my, my mood. I feel like it changes my relationship with other people, with coworkers, with family, with friends. I'm just more centered and grounded. And I feel like, you know, yes, it can be challenging, but it's, it's easy to breathe. You know, it's a lot harder to achieve. Um, I don't know, some other things you may try to implement for health and wellness, but to breathe and to use your breath work and to use that to your advantage. is just such a, you can take it anywhere. You can do it anywhere. And I think that's really cool. So I wanted to pick your brain, um, as the expert and my guide and just kind of explain to everybody, first of all, who you are, introduce yourself. And also what is breath work? Yeah. So I'm Courtney. And I, breathwork is an umbrella term. So it's a certain modality for healing and meditation. So breathwork can almost, almost be looked at, looked as, as fits, you know, there's so many different forms of like you have Zumba and you have CrossFit and what, and, you know, orange theory and all that. Well, breathwork is an umbrella term for many different forms of breathing techniques. The one that I teach, I would say is the continuous breathing pattern, the circular breathing. So it's belly, chest, exhale, and it's all through the mouth. So double inhale, single exhale. Mm. So there's not really a cooler term to call it right now, but <laughs> I would just call it circular. And so what it does is that it heals you mind, body, and soul. And I like to say that, you know, in our day-to-day -day living, we, we are very smart. We're very smart beings. So we might rationally get over certain things some traumas in our life, we might just tell ourselves, I'm over that person, you know, they weren't the one for me. So it just makes sense to move on. And maybe you cried one or two times, but then, you know, kept it moving. And then all of a sudden you're in a breathwork class and you are just bawling your eyes out and just thinking about like how they left you. That's super normal and common. And it's just because you can rationally understand things, but sometimes your soul hasn't caught up to it. Sometimes that trauma has been living within your body and your nervous system. And it sounds so weird and woo woo, but you don't really get it until you start to do the practice yourself. Yeah, it is some powerful stuff. Um, there's definitely been some experiences where I was like, wow, where did that come from? Like, what? What was I holding on to there that just got released? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that's so, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, what I love about that too is that you're really taking the driver's seat in your healing, and you're able to really feel it physically because you can feel things in your body when you're starting to release. You might feel it in certain areas of your body, and it totally correlates with the chakra system. So I didn't even really believe in chakras until I started until I started doing breath work. And I'm like, whoa, like I felt something in my right foot. And my teacher at the time was like, oh, it's probably because you're healing things with 
um, in your childhood in, um, with your dad. And I'm like, what, how'd you know that you just read my mind? Because during the practice, I was thinking about him, you know, just really weird things like that have happened. Yeah. That is so cool. I've heard that, that like the left side is your mother, the right side is your father or something like that. Right. When you're thinking about like childhood trauma or different areas of the body. That's so cool that it's all connected. So what does the breathing actually do physically? Um, like in terms of like, I hear like stimulating the vagus nerve and doing all these different things. Like what does the circular breath work actually do? It's really like you're hitting that lower belly. So normally when we're breathing, we're doing a lot of shallow chest breathing, which is normal. We should be doing that in our day to day. But with the circular breathing, the breath work, you're really tapping into that lower belly. And so we hold a lot of emotions there. It's, it sounds again, very weird, but we we hold a lot of trauma and emotions down there. And so when we're doing the breath work, we're getting that, that energy moving and shaken mm -hmm. and we're getting it out of our system. And besides that, you're also increasing your circulation and just getting a lot of juicy oxygen in your body and oxygenating all of your cells. So it's really, really transformative and healing from a cellular level. Wow. That's crazy. It's just something so simple, but yet so complex and so powerful. Um, so how did you come into your own breathwork practice and then become a teacher for others? Yeah, it's really funny because I never heard of breath work. I was never scoping it out. I never really meditated before. I was starting to work out a lot at this time. At that time, when I first fell into it, I was working out. And then on Sundays, I was like, you know, I really want to go to like hot yoga and just do a deep stretch. So I went to this yoga studio uh, near my place in L.A., and I just went there to do some yoga. And then afterwards, the teacher was like, oh, stick around if you want to do some meditation. Just sign up at the front desk for the other class. And I looked at my roommate and I'm like, do you want to stay and do meditation? She's like, sure. I've never really done it before. Let's do it. So I'm like, cool. So I thought we would just be sitting there like this, you know, like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, but no, it was like completely different, like the opposite. So this woman from South Africa breezes through the door and she's like, hello, everybody, like go lay down and get in the circle. And we're doing breath work tonight. I'm like, what? But she had such a good energy and she was like a breath of fresh air. No pun intended. <laughs> and, That's good. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I was like, all right, we're just like open to it. We're like, what, what the heck is this? But let's go with it, you know? And I just remember my heart opening up so much in that practice that my hands were like pinned to the floor. I couldn't move my arms or my hands. And I literally could see the color green. I could visualize it within myself. And I'm not, I wasn't even really into that. I wasn't into chakras or anything like that. But I truly felt my heart open that night. Like I felt my heart chakra open that night. And if you know anything about the chakra system, green is the color for your heart chakra. So I it just completely opened up my eyes to what what you could do for yourself. I just remember feeling elated and so happy and it rode with me the entire week. And I'm like, I have to go back to this class. So I ended up going back to that class every Tuesday night. I'm sorry, every Sunday night at 8 PM. It's very similar to my class now, yeah. but it was Sunday nights. And I, I ended up doing that for consistently for two years. Wow. And that's, I mean, it just was completely mind blowing. And I, every time I went in, I was healing something different yeah. and I was hitting it layer by layer. And it gives me the chills thinking about it. And it, 
it was just so beautiful. You have the benefit um, of the hindsight now to be able to look at it and see that progression. Oh girl, I'm telling you, cause like breath work, a healing modality, like breath work, it doesn't have to be breath work, but if you find something that just really hits different, mm-hmm. that really hits your soul different. I mean, you will grow in ways that you never know, you knew you could this lifetime. You become that person like, it, like in mind, body and soul that you've always wanted to be, you know, like that's the best way to describe it. It's like, I never knew I could feel this good. I never knew I could feel this calm and peaceful within my body. That's what it, it gave me. And that's why after a while of doing it, it had been like seven years of just doing breath work on my own it, that I, I remember one year I was just like, I got to teach it soon. I have to share this. You know, I, I'm so passionate about this. I know how beneficial it is mm-hmm. and I just want to be another person teaching it and spreading it along, you know, like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's what ended up happening. I ended up teaching, which was also a funny story. Cause I didn't, it wasn't really planned. I was just like hopping around Asia, staying at hostels and like hopping around Asia. Yeah, it really was. I was just like hostel hopping and I was in Pi. It's a very hippie community. They're very open and they're very, um, just like very open-minded to different healing modalities. And, and the people working at that hostel overheard me just talking about meditation and they're like, so do you want to teach the morning meditation class? Cause we're tired of teaching it. And we feel like you would really love it. <laughs> and I was like, sure. So I ended up staying there for free for a week and just teaching. And then I ended up doing that um, along the way throughout the other countries I went to just teaching other travelers and in different countries. Yeah. Yeah. So they go back home or wherever their new home is or their former home. And they have that, that they can take with them. And you basically planted these little seeds all across the globe. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I didn't really think about it like that, but that was such a great, it was so amazing because I'm such an adventurer. I'm such a traveler at heart. And I was really teaching my soul tribe, even though we came from different countries, mm-hmm. our breath connected us. I know that sounds so cheesy, but um, I was really able to speak with them and like get them to a different level and let them just release a lot so that they can really enjoy their travels. I, I would tell them, I'm like, you can be in paradise and feel like shit, huh? And everybody was like, yes. Cause like, we're all in this beautiful place. And I knew that some people, cause I would overhear people during, you know, breakfast or lunch and everybody's in the, the dining area. Yeah. And I would overhear people venting a lot and, you know, just talking about their problems and that's normal. I'm not saying that's not, but um, I just remember thinking and feeling, just observing them like, Oh, I know they could, so much better and I know they spent so much time and so and they worked their butts off to get here you know I know they just like saved up their money they're here and now they're still taking that misery with them and so um it was so beautiful the first class I taught it was eight people and then people told other people and then the next class the next day was 16 people and then the next class the next day was like 25 people and like other people from other other hostels came because they heard about it and that's because like people were feeling good throughout their day they would come see me at dinner and they would just be like I had the best day ever and I'm just like oh my god that's amazing and I have the chills now because like I never 
helped people like the way I did when I was started to teach. And that was just so fulfilling. And I, it just felt so good to know that I had helped somebody on such a soul level like that. And I think they're still teaching breathwork at that hostel now. <laughs> Incredible. It's that ripple effect. That's just so beautiful. What? Oh my gosh. I have so many questions for you. I want to talk about your adventurous spirit and kind of being unafraid to to travel and to try new things and to be new places and maybe to get uncomfortable and, and, and just kind of experience different, you know, cultures and, and, and countries. But I want to kind of go back to that day when you were in the yoga studio and the meditation class was available because it sounds like the universe puts you where you need to be at the right time. And because you didn't know about it, you probably didn't have any resistance because you didn't know what to expect. No one had talked to you about it. You weren't like, oh no, breath work's not for me. I've heard about it. You didn't know what to expect. So you were open. What was your life like at that point in time? Like, where were you mentally? Because I feel like it was the right time for you, whether you realized it or not. So I'm always curious to know, like, what were you looking for, even though you maybe didn't know you were looking for it at the time? Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. Um, well, I already was kind of, I've always been on a track of growth. I've always wanted to understand how I am. I've always been on a track of Mm self-discovery. Um, but at that time I wasn't so much feeling, I remember feeling kind of closed off, uh, vulnerable. I wasn't vulnerable. Uh, I'll just put it that way. Like I didn't really like to show myself emotionally too much. I was definitely in a track of, like I said, fitness. I'm like, I wanted to work on my body and like get things in shape. And I also just wanted to feel good in my body. So I started to feel good physically, you know, just with working out and everything. And then, um, when I stumbled upon it and I, I did it, I emotionally felt really good. (laughs) Like I never, I didn't even think I was like that far behind emotionally. I thought like, I've always been kind of outspoken, actually and all that, but I, I guess I didn't realize that I wasn't honoring my feelings. Mm. So that it really taught me that feelings are normal. That we need to just process them. It's called emotions, you know, energy and motion. We got to let it go because when I was growing up, I re- was raised in a family where, um, one of my parents would get embarrassed if I cried, you know, he would tell me, stop, stop crying. You're embarrassing me. So I just, you know, also you're too sensitive. I get told that a lot growing up, like you're way too sensitive. You're just sensitive. Like, but really now that I'm an adult, these adults that were in my life as a kid, they were actually just very rude (laughs) and toxic and mean and, and just saying really inappropriate things. So I just didn't know how to, uh, as a kid, you don't really know how to respond to that. So, um, for me, it allowed me to release my emotions and, um, let go of grudges and all of that, that I was holding on to. I didn't even know. Yeah. I think I can relate to what you said as a child. And I think it's almost because they are uncomfortable, like with emotion in general. So you're making me feel uncomfortable. Stop doing that. Like, you know, you're too sensitive or you're embarrassing me because I am uncomfortable with emotion because I haven't figured out how to process my own. I yeah. think there's an element of that too. And you kind of like busted through that. Yeah. <laughs> you take it a step further. Yeah. So how did you find yourself traveling and hopping around Asia and in different countries? Like, how did that come about? Where did you, had you graduated school? Like, what was the moment where you were like, I'm just going to pack a bag and just go? 
it's funny. It's very full circle because I was meditating a lot at the time at the den. The den had just opened down the street from my house. And this is where I teach now. Um, But I would, I was there all the time. I was there every day and I'd meditate for like an hour, two hours, you know, and, and meditating that much allowed me to really dim a lot of fears and worries within myself. I had always wanted to travel. I had always wanted to grab a camera and just film everything, you know, and, and, explore and get out of America. And so meditating that much allowed me to just like really dim those fears, allowed me to be way more productive in my day. And the doors, like the universe did open up for me in such a way. Like I remember I was just sitting on my couch and, um, and then Southwest had like, they do this a lot, like the low fare, um, low fare deals and stuff. But at that time I had just gotten laid off from a job that wasn't for me. (laughs) I was a social media manager at the time for TV shows and I, it was just not a good fit for me. And so I got laid off, which was the right move. And then I had all this time. So I was meditating. And then I was like, you know, this is the time I need to like go after my dreams. So, um, my first international trip was Costa Rica. And I remember hopping before I hopped on the plane, I was very like all this, like fear overcame me. And I was like, before I walked into the plane, I was just like, what am I doing? I don't know. And I was alone, you know, like I was traveling solo (laughs) and I was like, I don't know anybody in Costa Rica. Like, what if I get killed? You know, like, who am I to do this? And, and all of a sudden, like that fear was just smacked on the ground. And like this inner wisdom that came up from my meditations was like, no, like you have been wanting to do this for years. Like this is your time. And I just got so excited again, like the excitement outweighed the fear. So the fear was still kind of like swimming there a little bit, but the, the uh, wisdom that came in through my meditations through that like mental practice you go through with meditation just slammed it out of the way and was like you're gonna have an amazing time we got you like go live your life (laughs) and so um that was really like a moment of fear outweighing I mean I'm sorry excitement outweighing the fear and just going for it and I had the best time ever I, I remember feeling so safe there and I mean traveling has been so serendipitous I've met amazing people in the most funniest of ways and um I did so first was Costa Rica then I did Mexico for a couple of months I like flew into one coast flew out the other so I just like traveled along that entire way and that was my favorite and then um right before COVID hit I actually went to Asia so I flew into Thailand and then I went to Laos Myanmar and the Philippines beautiful that's incredible. So are you on this spiritual journey full time where you are no longer kind of trying to fill the gaps with like a nine to five, because I completely feel you with like feeling out of alignment, but not making the change. And then the universe kind of smacks that right back down to use your words. And it's like, it's almost like, I don't know if you follow Lacey Phillips, um, from yeah, yeah. Organic, but she talks about the magic dark and being tested. And I have a similar experience. I was five months pregnant and I got laid off from the company I was working for. And I should have left on my own two years prior and didn't. And what came out of that, not only the birth of my actual son, but the birth of my health coaching business, like something I'd always wanted to do. I was feeling very out of alignment with my job, but afraid to leave. And the universe was like, okay, well, if you're not going to do it, we're going to do it for you. And then you use that opportunity. You know, if you're 
kind of in tune with that. And it sounds like that's what you did. So did you stay that course or do you find yourself kind of like, like, did you decide like, that's it. I'm not doing corporate again. Yeah. At the time I, at the time I came back from traveling, I was like, I need to do this. And the thing with, (laughs) I actually hit a really dark period after that. Cause like I got a taste of what I would want my life to be like 24 seven. And then to get back into LA into the grind, I was just like very stubborn about like not getting back into corporate that I, I was like, I'm just going to do lift. So I did lift for a year and a half, Yeah, way too long, full time. So <laughs> honestly, that was a nine to five, you know, oh my gosh. and it's, I mean, at the first few months, I was like, this is fun. You know, like I'm meeting all these different people, but then after a while, yeah, but after a while, it's like, I'm on the road all the time in LA, <laughs> LA traffic, barely yeah. making any money. Yeah. I'm coming across, I was coming across a lot of like, a lot of people that were, you know, it's just different people. Some are cool, some weren't, that's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. And it was just energy draining because you never know who's coming in your car. And so, and then I just, ha- I would have entitled people sometimes, like one guy refused to get out of my car and I was, <laughs> and he was, oh like, he was yelling at me and I'm like, I cannot do this. Um, Oh but it's funny goodness. because I remember I, I got into my car one morning and I told myself, this is the last day I'm driving lift. Like this is the last day I'm doing Uber lift. This yeah. is the last day. I just feel it. And yeah. it's so funny. I was in Burbank driving and I pulled over to park and drop off some passengers. And this other Uber driver came and hit my car, but he didn't, nobody got hurt or anything like that. He just scratched the side and just kind of messed up my front door. And I like smiled. (laughs) So he did that. (laughs) Oh my God. I just remember thinking like, yes, like I, I, I knew like I was pushed out of this job too. I'm just very stubborn like that. You know, like I never really leave. It's like, I got to be forced out sometimes. And so (laughs) the guy was so like remorseful. He's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, no, this is actually a good thing. Like Lyft and Uber have good insurance. We'll be fine. Like, so my car was like, just, it was just damaged to an extent where like the, it was just best to get the car destroyed <laughs> and, and recoup that money and then get a new car. But in that mean, in the meantime, I didn't have a car. So I was like, I can't drive Uber Lyft. So I, I just went through it. I'm just maybe like super transparent with everybody. I went through a period of time where I was at my lowest financially. And when you're in that survival mode, it's hard to be creative because you're just thinking of money. You're just thinking of, I need to get food on the table and I need to get my bills paid. Mm -hmm. So I was in that state for way too long. And then I ended up getting back into a, I was working for a startup and it was great. I mean, I, it was very time consuming. I was on call 24 seven, but I have to tell you, I learned so much about me myself and also how I work and, and everything. So I ended up hopping back into the, into, it wasn't corporate so much with more startup life, yeah. but, um, long story short, I'm in and out of doing that. So I'll have periods of time where I'm able to travel. I'm able to just do my thing and I'll save my money and stuff like that. And then there's other times where I need to get back into the workforce and get my, you know, build up that foundation again. So right now, uh, I'm actually about to have an interview after this with a company. So it would be a remote position because right now I, I'd rather make a little bit more money for myself and fund these projects I'm working on, such as 
my podcast, such as YouTube channel and, and getting content out there that's like con health conscious and everything like that. So I'm not able to truly like support myself financially off of these, off of my passions right now, yeah. but it's definitely on the track there. And I'm, I'm so much more open to being okay with that before I wasn't, I was like, no, I'm going to make this work no matter what. I don't need nobody. Yeah. And <laughs> it was just for me, it was the recipe of, for disaster. Yeah. Like it, but I learned that about myself and that's okay to go through that to learn how you work. Cause just cause that did that for me, doesn't mean that isn't going to be the same for somebody else. Sometimes people really excel in that environment where they're like, I got a fire underneath my booty. I got to figure it out now. You know, for me, yeah. it was just like, ah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it's probably almost more paralyzing to have the stress of not having a little bit of that security where you found the balance between being able to support your dreams and still live out your dreams. So I think yeah. it's nice to be able to be open to also changing your mind. You know, you don't have to be so kind of committed to the intention that you set a year or two years ago where I'm never going to work for anybody else. So I think it's really, I think it's important. It's a sign of, you know, emotional maturity to be able to say like, actually, I think I can find a happy medium for now. It doesn't have to be yeah. forever, but for now you kind of, I'm sure have a sense of relief that, you don't have to worry so much about, you know, where the food or the, the bills, you know, how that's going to get paid. And you can still focus on like the things that you are passionate about. So I think that's important. Yeah. I think, I think adaptability and flexibility, especially if you're a stubborn person like me, <laughs> when you need to actively work on that, it's good. What is to your sign? I'm a Leo. Oh, okay. I was like, are you a Taurus like me? Oh, are you a Taurus? I love Tauruses. That's why we get along so well. <laughs> um, so how do you incorporate spirituality into your daily life? I like talking about like daily habits and daily routine and not so much like hashtag morning routine, which is great. And I have one, but like on the day to day, the things that really make up your habits, how do you tie spirituality into that when you're in LA traffic or working, you know, for someone else or, you know, running to the ground, like, how does that fit into your life on the day to day? Yeah, I think it just intertwines in every, every step I take. It's just part of who I am. I'm very, I've always been very spiritual. Um, so this could look at, look like so many things, you know, um, I definitely think, writing for me is really important. So if I'm able to jot down what I'm grateful about, that really is such a, it's like magic for me. I don't know what happens, but I'll like write in a gratitude journal and my, my whole day will change, you know, and, and I'll just have a better mental like perception on things and everything like that. And I'm attracting so much better and I'm attracting what I want versus what I don't want. Cause I think when you become very in tune with who you are and source, you can manifest so quickly and this could be a good thing or a bad thing. So <laughs> for me, things can manifest pretty quickly. Um, and I'm not trying to say that to be cocky at all. I'm just saying that like things can manifest pretty quickly for anybody. It yeah. just is a matter of you believing in it. Yeah. That's really the key. Um, and not ha like, but I can manifest in both ways. A lot of the time, sometimes I manifest things I really don't want. And it's like, dang it. I've been thinking about it too much. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think spirituality in my day to day in tangible ways come like definitely writing in a gratitude journal for sure. Got to do that. And if I don't meditate 
in, in a day, I feel it the next day. So I really got to meditate and that, that could just be a body scan for five minutes. For me, I'm very, um, talkative. I love connecting with people. So I am working more out of here usually in the day to day. So when I do a body scan, I'm able to get back into my body and I feel grounded and I can take note of what's happening in my body. Sometimes I can be super like dismissive of it. Cause I'm just thinking of like creative ideas and, and um, talking to people. So it's good for me to bring balance into my life that way. And, you know, this also means eating really good food. So I love green smoothies. I'm like the number one fan of green smoothies and just eating your veggies and your fruits and I'm mainly a, I'm mainly a plant-based diet. That also helped me up, open up my third eye, <laughs> not to sound weird, but it really did. Like I remember when I started to eat good yeah. and really honor my digestive system and get things flowing and all that, but um, to really feel my body with vitamins and minerals, that changed the game. I mean, that's when I was able to feel emotionally balanced as well. I love um, that. I love yeah. that. I want to know what you put in your green smoothie. Usually I will right now I'm doing like the baby kale from Trader Joe's uh -huh. and celery. And, and, um, if I feel like it'll put a scoop of like plant-based protein there and then a frozen banana is so key. Cause you got to get that creamy yeah. and like thick texture. And <laughs> that's usually what I put in right now. That sounds delicious. I'm all about the frozen banana. I need that ice cream. I want to eat my smoothie with a spoon. Like that's yeah. what <laughs> I love like it. Thick. <laughs> that's so interesting that you said that because I, I don't think people realize the connection between the food and using food as medicine instead of your poison and how it can impact your mood. You know, I talk about like, like good mood foods. Cause I think it's like oh a cute God. thing to say, but it's so, so true. Like if I have, um, you know, a day where like last week we ended up ordering pizza, like real pizza from a pizza shop. We do that probably twice a year because it makes me feel horrible. Um, but we were just craving it. Might've had a little bit of rosé the day before. Okay. So, just craving pizza. <laughs> so I woke up in the morning and I had a bagel with cream cheese at the coffee shop. I had leftover spaghetti for lunch and then I had pizza for dinner. And for about three days, I felt like almost like sad like my, and I, and I, I knew immediately it's because of what I've been eating or rather what I've not been eating. I haven't been incorporating vitamins, nutrients, greens, whole grains, you know, fruits, vegetables. I was missing all of that. And my brain was not functioning the way it normally does. Like my mood was seriously impacted by those food choices. And then I noticed, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, as soon as I start to incorporate my, my go-tos, it completely changes everything. So yeah. I love that you said that. What do you, what did you notice in terms of your third eye? Like, what does it feel like to feel like you've opened up that portal? Cause I'm like on this quest, but I don't know. Like, when do I know if I'm there? <laughs> you might, you might already be there. I mean, it just, for me, I remember feeling like a fog had lifted. That's exactly, that's the best way for me to describe it. I just remember like, Oh, like, this is how you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel energized after you eat. You're not supposed to feel tired. I remember that hitting me for the first time. And I was like 23, you know, it took me 23 years. That's good though. Most people at 23 are not eating well. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah, love that. that. The best way that, and I remember feeling less reactive. So I, I think I was a little bit more reactive before when I was eating bad. I, I didn't realize it, but I was just like, so I was always sensitive. I still am. I think we're all human. We are sensitive. I don't think anybody's not sensitive, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, I was definitely triggered easily and, um, and just more reactive, you know, and, and I felt just way more calm and peaceful and emotionally balanced. So yeah, just like my intuition was on fire. Like I would just feel things a lot more quickly and, and just know things. Um, even if people didn't tell me something verbally, I would just kind of understand it. I didn't have to get a verbal, valid I didn't have to get their verbal validation for it it was just weird it was just like whoa I didn't know life could be like this but I'm here for it (laughs) and that's that whole just like you were saying in the beginning the balance of body mind and spirit you you know the mind and the spirit that was probably you know in a good place and then you brought the body and connected the three and you have this like harmonious kind of you know workings and it just up leveled your entire like perspective. I love that. That's so cool. And I know people get so like, like, I know people are like, Oh, mind, body, soul, so cliche, but it's so true. I mean, you have a physical body, then you have your soul energy body and you have your mind and all to be nurtured and you need to really take care of them because we're sensitive. Every part of us is sensitive. And that's a good thing because it's showing us what we need to refine. It's showing us what we need to just bring more compassion and love to and take notice of. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's cliche because it's said so often because there's a lot of truth to it, you know, whether someone is open to exploring that as a different story, but there's just so much value to understanding and appreciating that and and trying to balance out those different areas of life. Yeah. I, yeah, I I'm with you. (laughs) Um, so for someone who maybe is new to breath work or has maybe meditated a little bit, but they're, you know, not sure what to expect, what would be your recommendations, how to get started, you know, what to expect, um, how often to try to practice, yeah, all great questions. I would say if you're just starting, if you've never done breath work, I think it'd be great for you to do it in a setting, whether virtually or in person, depending on your comfort level. Sometimes it's nice to do it at your house, and but you're still in like in a group meditation class and it kind of gives you your space and everything like that. But if you can, it is so powerful to do it in person too. So if you can find a breathwork circle or class near and you can physically attend that, I would definitely recommend that. And you can really feel the energy for yourself because when you're with other people, that energy, that healing energy is just amplified. It's like we're tuning forks. It's so crazy. And again, we can talk about this, but you won't get it until you physically do it yourself. Um, and I would recommend definitely doing it at least once a week because if it really, if, it, if you really do like it. So my recommendation is show up, take the class and just drop any expectations. Just like come in with an open mind and an open heart and just see, see if it's your thing or not. And if it's not, that's totally okay. Cause there's a million different things out there. You know, you can find your way to source your way to your inner wisdom in so many different ways. And that's the beautiful thing about life. And you shouldn't me like I, 
work. Yes, I do breath work, but I also do tons of other things, you know, and it just depends on what you're feeling. But if you do like it and it is hitting your soul different, then I would recommend at least doing it once a week, maybe on a Sunday or that week, that day for yourself that you're able to just really focus on yourself. And it's like your self-care day or something. That's what I, what I would do back then. I would use my Sunday as my self-care day and I would do that at night and it would just be amazing. It would set me up for my week and I would feel so collected in myself. Yeah. I love that. Almost making like a little ritual out of it. Yeah. I'll do a little drop of CBD, light a candle, yes. and then I do my tea after. And it's like, you know, it's a whole experience. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, okay. So we have to talk about now tetany, right? That's what it's called. The lobster. Yeah. Sauce. Yeah. So freaks me out because before <laughs> you started to explain it, like this has happened to me even before breath work and it must be something to do with breathing in certain situations but like I get it so intensely that like my fingers are like this and I can't even move them like they're clawed up and even if I want to move them it's almost like they're paralyzed like I have to like go like this for a few minutes not you know not forever obviously yeah yeah for it's intense and then you were saying oh that's normal and I was like oh there's a name for this this is what it is but if someone doesn't know that they may be a little freaked out, like what is going on with my body? So what is this? Yeah. So tetany, we call it like lobster claws or pterodactyl arms. I can't move my body. And it is a freaky, it is weird. Um, but it just means that your CO2 levels are very low because when you're breathing, you're inhaling and exhaling, you're kind of, you're manipulating the breath, you're manipulating those CO2 and oxygen levels in your body. So This typically happens when you're breathing too fast. um, If you're forcing that exhale too much, because when we're doing a circular breathing, you want to really focus more on the inhale. So I'll demonstrate like you breathe into your belly, chest. And then when you exhale, you just naturally let your whole body decompress. And then you do it again, belly, chest, exhale. But sometimes people might go. And so when you're doing that, you're forcing that exhale and you're breathing too quickly. And that's when you just get off level very quickly. And so that could be the, the issue. And so also when you're starting to get those involuntary muscle spasms, which is tetany and you're unable to open up your hands and everything like that, it could also be an underlying issue with your mineral balance. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it might mean that you don't have enough minerals in your body, like potassium, calcium, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, So that could be, it could be that. So that is like the biological thing. And then I also know like some teachers teach the spiritual meaning of that. So I like to just bring up the two for anybody that takes my class, just for what resonates for them. Mm -hmm. Um, The spiritual meaning could be that your heart chakra is opening up so much that all this energy from your heart is flooding to your arms and down to your hands. And for me, the first time I did breath work, I felt that was the case. I, for me, my personal practice the first time I was like I just really felt that heart heart open up so much and my hands were just like they weren't really so much like that they were just like I couldn't move them off the ground um but those are the main reasons of why you might get this so 
in order to not get it or maybe decrease that level of cramping is probably just to slow down the breathing and then to focus more on your inhale and to maybe you can even take a break. You don't even have to keep doing the breath work. If you're feeling it and it's scaring you, you can just breathe naturally. You never want to feel scared. You know, you want to feel like, yes, you're being challenged a little bit, but I, ne I never want people to feel so discomfort, like all that discomfort and needing to push through it. Like, I don't think that's necessary. That's interesting. I think, I think what you said about the, the forcing out the out, the exhale in the beginning, when I kind of started taking your classes, I think I was probably doing that. And as I've gone through and continue to do them, that has actually lessened. And it's probably because I've gotten a little bit better at slowing down the breath and getting into that rhythm where in the beginning I was like kind of learning and figuring it out. So that yeah. makes sense to me, like in terms of kind of what was going on there. And I'm like, it doesn't bother me, but I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird explanation that it's, it happens. It's normal. It's nothing to be like, you know, alarmed by, um, it'll go back to normal very quickly, but that's so <laughs> interesting. It's so cool. And it's just another example of how the breath, the mind, the body are all connected. Yeah. Things and you have physical sensations and my husband, he, he always feels like he's always like, I feel like we just did like whatever heroin would feel like. Closest we're going to get. <laughs> I know it can be trippy. I mean, I've, I've had past life regressions. Really? Work. Yeah. And I did not even, I never even really knew about past life regressions and it just came about in a breathwork class one night and it wasn't even the intention, you know what I mean? It was just a general breathwork class. And, and I, um, yeah, I had a past life regression full blown and I was like, what Learn. the heck? Huh? Where were you? Who were you? I, I was, oh, so my, in my life, in my past life, yeah. I was a Native American woman and I was running through the forest with my, I sound so juicy. No, but I love this stuff. <laughs> I was running through the forest with my lover, like my, I don't know if we were married or whatever, but he was like the, you know, like my soulmate. And we're just like running through the forest, like frolicking pretty much just like making out, like having a good time. And we're just so in love with each other. Like that was the feeling. It was just like, oh my God, it was like puppy love, you know, couldn't get enough of each other. And then he got, and then all of a sudden it's like the next scene, he's like shot and killed with a, with an arrow or he was shot from a gun. I couldn't tell, but I, he just, he died immediately. And then the, it was almost like scene by scene, like you're watching a movie. And the next scene was just me like being, I had a blanket over my body, over my head and a bunch of other Native American women around me just trying to console me. And I was just looking straight ahead, like, um, just stone cold straight ahead. And I just remember feeling and thinking I will never love again like this. Cause it feels like my heart has just been taken away and I never want to live my life like this. I just don't want to like, um, it was like, I was afraid to ever fall in love again. So in me in this lifetime, I was consoling her. Like, it's okay to open up your heart again. It's okay to love. Like you're, you're going to be safe. Like she just felt so, she felt so dead inside after her love was killed you know so that I think like for me I think that that whole scenario that whole past life regression came up because at the time like I said before I was not being very vulnerable with like the the guys I was dating like I would have like a distance in a way you know like I it was hard for me to emotionally connect and um on a deep level I just didn't want to be seen like that I didn't want to 
feel vulnerable. And so that session really allowed my soul to open up to being okay to be vulnerable and share myself. And it's okay if I look dumb or, or whatever, you know, like that I'm lovable essentially. So that was the, that, that was that past life. And so you're able to take that now in this life and heal that in a way. Yeah. And from that night, because when you do breath work for me, every time I had, I did work, I would always kind of learn something and it would stick with me. Like it would be something that wasn't just like, oh yeah, I learned this about myself. It would be something that hit me and changed my soul on some type of level in a good way. You know, it it allowed me to progress spiritually. Um, in ways I didn't even know I needed to progress. And I think that's how it is for you and anybody that takes or does breath work um, or any modality that really hits them. You know, like we, I keep saying like hits your soul different. You are able to really shift and it just hits a different part of your psyche, a part of your, uh, the way you navigate your life. <laughs> so it was one of those pinnacle uh, classes that really allowed me to navigate my love life different in a much better way. That is incredible, incredible (laughs) that you get this ping and this vision and this, you know, kind of memory in a way, and you're able to use that to change your life now in a beneficial and positive way. And it sticks with you. Like you said, it's not just like a really cool session that you had. It's something that changed the way that you approach your life today. That is insane like that should be like the explanation of breath work to everyone you know like that that power in just manipulating your breath and being open to that it's just so crazy it's so crazy to say this is what you're doing and this is what can come out of it like it just it it blows my mind and I think it's so cool that you're able to do this and to share this and you know I've learned about it through you and it's just that ripple effect is is so powerful like I have like goosebumps talking about all this. I could talk about like, I'm so interested in the past life regressions and also like tapping into that vulnerability and, and, and being able to be comfortable in that. I think so many of us struggle with being seen because we're afraid of rejection or whatever it happens to be. Oh, this was incredible. Like, I feel like overwhelmed in the best way. Oh, (laughs) I know. It's so great talking to you. And I have the chills too. You what? I have the chills too. Yeah, kind of going back through that that memory too. I'm sure. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Where can everyone find you? I know you've got a podcast. You've got the Den on Tuesdays, which I highly personally recommend. In fact, if that's the only thing that you do with your Den membership, do it. <laughs> uh, but you've also got your Instagram. Where where should everyone find you? Yeah, so my Instagram is Coco You Loco, C O C O Y O U L O C O. And then um, you can also listen to my podcast. It's called Drop the Gems Podcast. And I interview uh, different people every, it should be every week, but I've been kind of like doing it every other week or like maybe once a month. But, you know, the whole premise of that is to interview really fascinating people about them dropping their gems of wisdom on how to live a good life, mind, body, and soul. Um, and yeah, or you can just email me Courtney Jolander at gmail.com. And I hope to see 
any and all of you at the Brethren class, that'd be amazing. It's every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. virtually. And yeah, that's how you can get in touch. Awesome. I'll put links to everything in um, show notes on um, the website as well. And then um, if anyone has any questions, they can always email me as well. But I will um, hopefully see all of our listeners on Tuesday nights. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if we had like this whole new group, but truly life changing. Like I cannot, there's nothing that I've stuck with that has actually impacted my life in such a powerful way. Like it's just, and that's why I was so excited to be able to chat with you and, and to kind of pick your brain a little bit more because like you, I want everyone else to know about this. I want them to be able to benefit from it and to have that experience and to know that you can feel this way. You can feel different and you can feel better, right? That's yeah. all we want is to just feel better. Exactly. You can feel better. If, no matter how you're feeling right now, there's, there's a different level you can hit yeah. and you're going to be able to find that relief for yourself. That, like, I never want people to think like, that um, they're always going to feel a certain way. Like they might feel stuck for a long time, but just know that that can be, um, you know, shaken up a little bit in the best way. And you can hit these levels within yourself that you never thought was possible. It's possible. And it's so beautiful. I love that. Thank you so, so much. I love this. I appreciate this so much. And hopefully everyone comes and finds you and we see them all Tuesdays or at least try some breath work on their own. Um, Thank you. I appreciate this. This was wonderful. Oh, thank you. I know that'd be so cool to see Kristen's like posse from (laughs) your your whole group come. That'd be so cool. Yes, I know we have our regulars too on Tuesdays. So we can just add add some people, which is nice. I like that little like sense of community too. When I recognize some of the names, even though we're virtual, like it's nice. It's nice. It is. It is definitely. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to rate and review and also follow along on Instagram at holistic.w.kristen and I will see you soon.